Hey, it's Greg. Thanks for checking out Toronto Today. Greatly appreciate it. It's January the 18th, and surgeries. How many are taking place in the United States? And what do you think the ultimate cost is for those surgeries? Healthcare dollars that leave Canada and go to the United States. And we could have done this segment two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, because some of the data is a few years old. But do you think the trend's going more one way or the other way? I think we know the answers to this, regardless of what you thought of Monday's announcement. So let's talk about it and where surgeries are going, how many, and you'll hear anecdotal evidence as to why people are making the decisions they're making, including a woman flying from British Columbia to Oklahoma City in Oklahoma to get their particular surgery done. I want you to hear that coming up on Toronto Today. I found this utterly fascinating, and I was fascinated by it anyway, but we're fresh off a family surgery uh, yesterday um, with my 14-year-old, and we were really fortunate, really grateful, really lucky. We got this done in four months. Now, um, I had enlisted a friend of mine who uh, helped me get in into the chair as well for meniscus tear surgery back in 2012. Um, so I've had two of these things done. Not for about 10 years, and and I've been in really good spirits and good shape and haven't had anything go wrong uh, with the lower body. Take it easy, take it easy. But um, yesterday, uh, he got his surgery done. My son had an arthroscopy done on his right knee off a soccer injury from September. Four months is really good. If it had been eight months, we'd have gone to the United States. If it had been 12 months, we certainly would have gone to the United States. Anything more than a couple more months, and we'd have looked in Michigan or New York State. Got audio in just a minute from a woman who waited three years in B.C. to get a hip surgery and eventually decided, I'm flying to the States. And her daughter found a clinic online, got her in, helped pay the money. These are these cautionary tales. This is why I hesitate. This is why I get a little loud. This is why I get a little angry when people say, well, we've got plenty of choice. We talked yesterday um, to people who are opposing what Doug Ford and Sylvia Jones are doing. And it's kind of their job to do that. So I understand um, you can't take politics out of health or vice versa. Dr. Adil Shamji was on the show, uh, who's the liberal health critic for the province. But we also had NDP leader uh, Marit Stiles on, and she was telling me, just how much choice Canadians have when it comes to surgeries and when it comes to clinics. And, and I don't see it. So I thought, let's look into the numbers a little bit. It's just something we, we disagree on per se. So many people have been frustrated by long waits and headed to the United States for medical treatment. I'll read you really quick about a story about a woman named Sharon Shambla from Toronto. She died at the age of 46 with a husband and three kids. Toronto star wrote about her, um, about, five years ago. She died in 2016. She had a rare form of blood cancer and she needed a stem cell transplant. So they looked for a donor and they went to St. Mary's. And I know St. Mary's really well. I played hockey and baseball there. They were always better than uh, than our teams, but 100, 100, about 160K east of Toronto, you could find St. Mary's. And it was one of three facilities in the province that could give her life-saving treatment. They had an eight-month waiting list for transplants. Now, that seems pretty good, eight months. But because her blood cancer was so advanced, four months after her diagnosis, she said, I can't wait. And she went to Buffalo for treatment. Cost the family $12,000, and it was still too late. She died at age 46, as I said, leaving behind a husband and three uh, children. So, look, we Canada's publicly funded system I think is pretty strong with preventative care and pretty strong with immediate medical treatment. We have great doctors. We have great nurses. We have hospitals everywhere. 
But the problem is everybody wants to access them. And the, a lot of what's been exacerbated by surgery delays and people not getting proper screenings is there's been a rush. So we're really, really far from perfect. And we already know healthcare is not entirely free for us in Canada. It got me thinking, though, how many people crossed the border for surgeries? How many people did exactly what this woman did? Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out and it wasn't successful. But as I said, I'm going to play you audio from somebody who did. Here's the number. In 2016, 55,000 Canadians, I was shocked by the number, sought serious medical treatment in the USA and traveled specifically for that purpose. Let's even try to put a dollar on that if we can. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a couple minutes to let that marinate. And you try and think about the dollar value that you could come up with, because I came up with something, and I don't think it's too conservative a number. I, in fact, I think it's probably pretty close to bang on. I'll give that to you in a, in a second. Nadim Esmail is a uh, doctor, and he weighed in, a Canadian doctor as well. He weighed in on what's been some of the issue here in our country. The issue in Canada is a lack of access to healthcare services and a lack of medical resources. We don't have as many physicians as other countries do. We don't have as many MRIs and CTs. We don't have the physical capital in place, in spite of spending more than just about every other developed nation on our universal access healthcare system. Our rankings are rather disastrous, and I will say it again: we, our healthcare system is overrun by administrators. It lacks people on the ground. We have put a lot of fat into executive buildings and paid them 150, 200, quarter of a million dollars, and we have not paid doctors and nurses property properly. We are near last place in the OECD healthcare rankings. Those things matter. Per thousand people, we do really lousy. 25th of 26th among OECD countries in acute care beds. 26th of 28 in doctors. 14th of 24th in nurses. 21st of 24th in MRI scanners. Now here's the story of Cheryl Baxter. Cheryl Baxter lived in Vancouver, needed to get a hip surgery, and she documented in a documentary getting a phone call from her physician thinking that this was the day. They were going to nail down a surgery date. But to no avail, that didn't happen. I had a phone call at my office on Tuesday saying the doctor wanted to see me. And I thought, oh boy, I, I'm going to have the surgery. I got a date. But when I got there, she said, the doctor in Red Deer no longer is going to do your surgery. And so then I had to go back on the hip and knee replacement list. It's been over three years that I've waited. When you go see a doctor, they don't even look at your face anymore. They just look in their computer screen. All you are is a name and a number. Okay, so that's harsh, um, but she gets an opinion. As importantly, she gets a vote. More importantly than the vote and the opinion, she's been through the system. She's relating an anecdotal experience that might be foreign to me and foreign to you, but she gets to weigh in on that front. So what ended up happening? A three-year wait. She'd done everything right. She pays her taxes, minds her business, uh, two things Eddie Murphy recommended the other night. And yet at the same time, this universal health care that a lot of people flex their muscles about, that some politicians tell you we've got plenty of choice and we're delivering just fine, ends up almost killing her. So she decided, I'm going to the States. And her daughter helped her do it. People always ask us, well, how come you had to go over to the States to have your surgery? And said, because I couldn't get it done here. I have no idea how long that it would have been if my daughter didn't go online 
and she found Timely Medical. And within two weeks, we were flying to Oklahoma, had the surgery, and back again. Yeah, her daughter may have saved her life here. So I thought about the 55,000 I brought up earlier. 55,000 sought serious medical treatment in the United States, traveled specifically for that purpose. Let's try. So that's two people at least, maybe it's three, going to Oklahoma City and flying from British Columbia. I'm going to I'm going to weigh in and say it's three grand a surgery with travel and expenses and equipment. And I think I'm being on the light side of that. If we'd have driven with our son and got a surgery in upstate New York, you're probably looking at staying over two nights. You're putting gas in the car. Um, You're probably at fifty five thousand times three thousand. And I'm being really, really I think I'm being really conservative about that number. That's one hundred sixty five million dollars of money out of our pocket of healthcare spending on doctors, nurses, surgeons, equipment, braces, crutches, you name it, medication, prescriptions, down in the United States that we could spend here. If only we were so brave. If only we were so ambitious. And that $165 million, by the way, is after tax for us. So Canadians have to make about $300 million to pay for those. I'm curious to get your feel. And you can text the show, 416-870-6400. Have you had to do this? Would you do this? Is this something some people want to be loyal to Canada and our healthcare system? I get that. I'm totally understanding about that. But if you fracture your hip, you need radiation therapy, your kid is not well, and a doctor looks you right in the eye and says, How's 14 months sound? You know, and I know, and we all know what we're doing here. And by the way, European countries, they've figured this out. Universal healthcare systems that have a hybrid of private and public models, shorter wait times, less GDP. And they're ranked way, way higher than us. So the next time someone says, well, hey, we can't become the United States, ask them to think a little deeper. Ask them to aim a little higher. I'd like to aim quite not so low and do the research and do the work.